Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon, USA. This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, I promised that we would uh, begin with um, what's the latest damage that Joe Biden has done to the country we love. And that is uh, to now completely politicize the banking system, weaponize it and politicize it. This nonsense about his saving banks, he didn't save a bank. He saved a Democrat bank, a completely woke bank. Something like 95% of the people involved are Democrats who contributed millions to the Democrat Party. So over the weekend, they were able to convince the crooked administration to bail them out. So you pay for their mistake in investing in and putting money in a bank that thinks that uh, they should use uh, 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 climate change as the basis for their economic decisions. Since climate change is a massive fraud, it becomes uh, like a like a, a Ponzi scheme. So let's make it a little simple example, okay? There's an investment in a company that's going to use fossil fuels. Uh, that company is going to give you returns of two, three times on the dollar. Then there's an investment in a new startup that's going to do windmills that kill birds. But it's going to lose money for 10 years. Based on woke principles that are enforced on these banks by the Biden administration, originally by Obama, you put the money uh, where you lose the money. Do you know that? I mean, the whole basis of our capitalist system, legal capitalist system with restraints on it for fairness, is that the fiduciary duty of an officer of a company that's taking care of your money is to put it in the place that will make the most money legally. The place to make the most money would be in the company that's using the fossil fuels. The other is a political decision that you should exercise a a choice over with your own money, with a political contribution. If you want to be stupid enough to invest in windmills on the theory that they are going to replace fossil fuels... Great. I don't care. But don't use my money because I'm not that stupid. Get it? Now you're using my money because that ridiculous bank was making woke investments. And the deal is with the crooked Biden administration, which is crooked from top to bottom. You do woke investment. You lose people's money. We'll make you whole. We'll take it from the poor suckers who don't agree with us because that money is going to come from a special fund within the federal reserve that is uh, paid for by other banks, meaning your bank, the one you invest in, uh, the one that doesn't make stupid decisions, but they're going to pay for this. Now, now they're going to be forced to bail out woke bank. Oh, and what about signature bank? Barney Frank on the board? Jeez, I wish I had known that. I'd have taken my money out of there long ago. Barney Frank on the board of a bank? And you didn't expect that it would go under? Are you nuts? 
That's that's Dodd-Frank. They're probably one of the reasons for these banks going under. So we have now two Biden-Obama woke Barney Frank banks that have gone under. But they don't feel any pain because you're going to have to bail them out. So they'll go ahead and continue to make their destructive economic decisions, leading us straight to communism. What the hell is wrong with us? We're suckers. That's what's wrong with us. We're suckers. We don't pay attention. And they run rings around us, these crooks and these ideologues and these crazy maniacs like Barney Frank. I know everybody loves Barney Frank because he talks so much. Yeah, he talks so much. I listen to him. He doesn't make any sense. He's been a jackass since the first time I met him. He's a joke. He's a walking, living joke. And you're investing in his bank? Me. I never checked the board. Luckily, I took my money out for other reasons a couple of months ago. A little bit left. And I'll be protected by the minimum. Not by the bailout. The crooked bailout. The Biden crooked bailout. We got we have got to stop this. This is the whole thing they've been doing against BlackRock. You've got to invest other people's money based on profit. Unless you are a specialized group dedicated to a cause and you're willing to lose your money for that cause. Gosh, if you believe in in that uh, we're going to be destroyed by climate change, Put all your money in an organization that's fighting for climate change. Fine. Don't put mine there because I figured out in 2010 when the world didn't end and, and Gore had predicted it would, that climate change is a fraud. It's an attempt to redistribute wealth. It's a Marxist scheme to redistribute wealth. And it invokes all of the professors and all of the people who were giving us incorrect, deadly advice about uh, COVID-19, it gets all those people involved, too, because they're all making a fortune on it. Like Fauci. Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. They want to know what is Fauci. Fauci's a crook. He still won't tell us where the royalties came from. Show me the royalties, Fauci, and we'll find out if you're a crook or not, huh? Don't give me all this science garbage. You change your mind five times about everything. The idiots just lapped it all up. I wrote it down. You lied so many times it was ridiculous. I mean, you were six foot four when you started. So watch this bank thing very carefully. Later in the show, we're going to have on Jason uh, Trennett who's the chairman and chief executive officer of strategists and uh, 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 an expert on particularly Silicon Valley. And we'll get his uh, take. We'll get his take on it. So now let's get to New York City and their stupidity. New York City is closing down the largest grossing McDonald's in the country, in the United States of America, for a migrant center. Are you crazy, Adams? Are you truly, this is mayor to, I don't know if I can call you mayor yet. You haven't done anything worthwhile. 
But this is mayor to the guy who has the office. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? You got a city that's losing people. Hand over fist. You're losing people who pay taxes. You're gaining people who don't. There will be a point at which there will not be enough people here to pay the bills. Does it enter into your woke skull? And I know you make fun of wokeness, but you got a big, big disease in your head, too. I mean, you invited them here. You invited these migrants here. We don't know where they come from. We don't know who they are. We don't get to check them. They don't go through what immigrants go through. People who come here, I love immigrants. But you remember Ellis Island, huh? We check them out. Like, are they criminals? Do they have communicable diseases? Are they perverts? I mean, I'm not saying immigrants are necessarily that. People are necessarily that. I mean, it's like saying I'll open the door of my house and I'll let any 50 people in who want to come in and you can just walk around and I'll take a chance on whether you're going to steal anything in my house. That's what you did to our city, Adams. When you announced they could come here, you'd give them lodging. You'd make sure they had health care. You'd make sure, oh, now they're even getting college educations. What do you want to kill us? I mean, you want to kill the city? I mean, do you hate New York City? Is that it? You just want to end it? Because what you're doing is ending New York City. Yes, you say a few things and you get the New York Post to get behind you and say, yeah, 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 that's not so bad. He says the right thing. He says the right thing. Then he never does them because he has the guts to do them. Because you sell out. And you go on, you go on uh, uh, Sid's uh, show and you talk about religion and all this other stuff. Remember we were supposed to have dinner four months ago? I told Sid back then, you don't have the guts to have dinner with me because the Democrats will never talk to you again. It just happens as the most successful mayor in your lifetime. Nobody even close, pal. Not even close. Want to go numbers? Huh? What are your crime? What are your economic numbers? What were mine? I didn't have a deficit. I I ended up with a surplus. I got the city through uh, September 11, and it took only six months for... for, uh, for, for Mike Bloomberg to be back out of surplus again because we overestimated the damage. The city went through 20 years of a golden age of myself and Bloomberg. He was supposed to bring it back. It's worse now. It's worse now. Yeah, yeah, the murder rate went down a little, but it's still higher than it should be. But the crime rate is way up. And people are frightened as hell of the boldness of the crime here. You got a DA in Manhattan who scares the hell out of people because he lets criminals go free left and right. And he's chasing a stupid seven-year-old sex case that's been dropped twice with a witness that was declared really uh, unbelievable by the U.S. Attorney's Office. So let's talk about that now. Michael Cohen. I spent last night trying to find one example of Michael Cohen telling the truth, and I couldn't. If you want to define pathological liar, it's Michael Cohen. We haven't had the time to find, but I will by tomorrow, the following juxtaposition, which is one of about a 100 lies that I had uh, compiled on him, should he ever be a witness against my client, Donald Trump, in the impeachment. Figured I'd have him on a witness stand for about four days. 
Uh, I am well known for breaking people down on the witness stand. You can read the New York Times to figure that out, that I'm not bragging about that. If I couldn't break down that bum, I couldn't break down anybody. But the time, I, by the way, this is a guy who's, you know, whose pants get gets wet when he's in trouble. I know Michael Cohen, big mouth, bully, and massive liar. How about this? How about this? Four or five days, I think it was, after the election, he goes on Chris Cuomo's show. And he says, I want and I'm going to be offered the chief of staff to De- President Donald Trump. Total idiotic joke. Complete lie. Donald Trump wouldn't offer him anything serious. Donald Trump liked him, used him for what he was good for, which was not much. And most people wondered why the hell did Donald Trump have him around, including everybody. Right? Then he testifies under oath. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. I never asked or wanted for a job in the administration. And of course, the crooked Democrats don't prosecute him for it. They don't prosecute him for perjuring himself. It's right there on television. You can put the two television things right next to each other. I never asked or wanted her job in the administration. I asked for her and I was offered chief of staff. Come on. One hundred lies, I would say. One hundred lies. During the course of his representation, he waived the attorney-client privileges. Privilege, And his two lawyers came in and said, he's a complete liar. He's a complete liar. And they unveiled all kinds of lies. You notice the U.S. Attorney's Office never used him as a witness. Because I, you know, I ran that office. I know what they concluded. This guy, nobody's going to believe this guy. He's a pathological liar. And the whole thing makes no sense. I know Donald Trump. (laughs) He was not involved in the way they say with Stormy Daniels. I know that. And if if you come and meet me, you want to go off the record, I'll explain to you why. I can tell you he was not involved with Stormy Daniels. And you tell me, well, why did he pay her? You know how, do you know how many NDAs there are existing somewhere in this city? Executed by every lawyer that it lives? Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And it's an effective device for avoiding unnecessary litigation. Because it works both ways. We're going to take a break, and we come right back. I'll tell you how it works, and we've got plenty more to cover. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. Uh, you can get us at 1-800-848-9222. And uh, just to explain how, um, how these NDAs work, not non-disclosure agreements, let's, let's posit two cases. One case, a woman charges a man with uh, sexual assault uh, of some kind, and the charge is true. And then the second case, the charge is untrue because uh, she's uh, angry at him. She wants money. Uh, he's very rich, and, and you can shake him down. You know, these things happen. And the, the Me Too movement, among uh, the other things that it uh, screwed up, was the idea that women always tell the truth. I love women. I have great respect for women, just like I do men. But they lie just as often as men do. 
uh, lying is a human characteristic. It is not uh, inherent to either gender. I think uh, any psychiatrist would bear me out on that who is fair and equitable. And about matters of sex, people lie more than probably anything else because it's uh, one of the most uh, emotional, confusing, embarrassing. So uh, you're going to get women uh, who lie about it just as often as you're going to get men who lie about it. Uh, they always talk about, you know, these have statistics, you know, uh, 60% of men cheated, but only 20% of women. Well, who were the people the men were cheating with? The women who weren't telling the truth about it. So, uh, so if the woman is telling the truth, but she doesn't want to go through the rigors of a trial, maybe uh, he did sexually assault her. But she has a little bit of a bad background, and it would come out during the trial because the lawyer would have the right maybe to question question some of that. Uh, or it would come out publicly uh, by being leaked or that kind of thing. And she can get a very, very fair settlement uh, without going to trial or as good as going to trial. Doesn't she as a free American have the right to say, I'll, I'll take the million dollars rather than go to trial and take the risk of losing. And well, we'll be right back. And when we come back, uh, we'll finish with that. And we're going to have a terrific guest to talk about the problems we're having with banks, the Biden problem. Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy uh, Giuliani Show. So just to complete the just to complete the NDA uh, situation. So if it's untrue and the woman is making the allegations, but it's untrue, uh, uh, the man might say, well, I'll go to trial, you know, and I, I might win. I might lose. You know, you don't necessarily win just because you're right at trial. Either way, the woman could lose. The man could lose. He could say, but I don't want the bad publicity for myself and my family. So I'll pay a lot of money just to keep it out out of the press. Well, I mean, I can't tell you how often this happens and there is nothing illegal about it. I mean, this, 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 this poor excuse for a lawyer, a DA, the guy that the New York bar will not disbar, despite the fact that he doesn't enforce the law, breaks his oath every day, is going after the former president for something the U.S. attorney dropped, everybody else dropped, and he won a case against her? What is this? Where are we? You know where we are? We're in woke America. We got bar associations that disbar or suspend people for defending innocent people and exercising their First Amendment rights like me. And then we got this maniac trying to prosecute some guy for, for some kind of a sexual thing seven years ago. Who cares if he's the ex-president? What about Bill Clinton? That wasn't worse. Bill Clinton sat in the Oval Office getting oral sex, lying under oath. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Lie. No prosecution. Now you're going to prosecute Trump for something that is not true? Or finally, you got to, at least in fairness, that you have no idea whether it's true or not. You really know who's telling the truth between Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen? Yeah, he once told the truth 14 years ago. And you're going to bring that case? 
and you let murderers go free and cop killers and you're not disbarred? What kind of bar association is this? A bunch of left-wing bums? God almighty. Well, very shortly, we're going to be back to... (laughs) We're going to be back to the unbelievable Biden bank scandal. But Russia has now hit an American drone uh, square on. And we'll see what uh, President uh, uh, gets up at nine o'clock is going to do about it. Now, the real uh, truth is he doesn't get up at nine o'clock because there's no functioning brain. So, I mean, he his body gets up at nine o'clock. The remaining brain cells start to get up around noon, and they stop functioning about four. I mean, there's nothing left of the guy. Nothing at all left of this major lifetime crook who we made president based on a fraud. Yes, sir. We made him president based on a fraud. So listen to cut 16 and just tell me how ridiculous this is. We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. And my administration, no one in my no one is above the law. And finally, we must reduce the risks of this happening again. During the Obama Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. Okay, and I'm going to ask. Cut him off. Cut him off. Uh, Bar- none, none other than Barney Frank said today that's not true. What he just said about Trump is not true. Blame it on Trump. Blame this bank failure on Trump. Come on, you bum. Take accountability for something, you halfwit. Well, now uh, we have with us. Jason Trennett, who's the chairman and chief executive officer of Strategus, and he is one of the uh, leading uh, thought leaders on the subject of markets and economic policy. And uh, Jason, I can't think of anyone better to try to give us some kind of perspective for, you know, those who aren't experts on what exactly is going on. Yeah, well, it's great to be here, uh, Bayer. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Oh, not at all. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Well, listen, I think what's the bottom line, I think, for the average person, the average person, in in my view, should think about the idea that uh, they should take nothing for granted in terms of their own money. They should understand that um, FDIC insurance goes up to $250,000 per account, per person, per per FDIC bank. And if they have anything more than that, um, they want to diversify into other banks. What's disturbing about this process with Silicon Valley Bank is that the depositors were really made whole almost immediately. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, except that it's hard to imagine that happening at a bank that wasn't so politically connected. Well, there were 90, there was something like 95 percent Democratic contributors or something. Right. Exactly. So let's say, let's say if this bank were in East Palestine, uh, <laughs> Ohio, well, um, they would not even recognize it. No, they wouldn't even. You know, you'd be waiting in line. Uh, you know, the deposit would be waiting in line to get paid, and um, that's that's the 
the issue with this. And it creates, it does create what we call in, in, in the business moral hazard. It creates all sorts of, and, and you had a very, allegedly very sophisticated group of depositors in this bank um, that were driven by private equity firms and venture capital firms that, you know, frankly should have known better. I mean, so there, there's not, there's really no excuse uh, in my opinion. And that's, I think what leaves a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of people that do what I do uh, that say, you know, you have to have, there has to be consequences in a capitalistic system for, for bad decisions and bad management. Well, yeah, when you think about it now, what, would, would you describe both of these banks as having woke policies? In other words, uh, environmental concerns would overcome concerns of pure profit? I, you know, Mayor, uh, Mr. Mayor, I don't know that per se. I know what I've read. Right. Uh, and I know that there, which, so it seems that way. I'd also say, even at the Federal Reserve Bank, um, there is a lot of talk about monetary policy solving climate change and social justice issues and a variety of other things where I would argue banks have no ability to impact climate change or social justice uh, at the Federal Reserve Bank. It, so, should really be focused on the safety and soundness of people's money. Uh, and then the other thing should be left to elected officials that are accountable uh, to the people. But there's, there's, in my opinion, Mr. May, you've had 12 years from 2008 to 2021 of very, very easy money. Money was free, and it created a lot of bad habits and a sense of invincibility, particularly, I think, on the, on the West Coast and, as we said, the private equity and venture capital world where there was an assumption that that kind of easy money would be there forever. And even despite the fact that the Fed was telling, has been, it's not a secret that the Fed has been raising rates. I mean, we, people know what's happening. Right. And I, uh, I think that really, they, they, that really hurt them a lot, didn't it? Uh, the raising of rates because they weren't diversified enough, at least no. the Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, well, they, they were holding very long-term treasuries. So so in, if they were to able to, I don't want to get too technical, but if they could hold those securities to maturity, they would have gotten paid out 100 cents on the dollar. The problem is they, they, they bought these very long bonds at extremely low interest rates. So the value of those bonds in the interim went down dramatically. And then they also had depositors from this world, this you know, Silicon Valley world, where, frankly, they were getting less flows in. Because uh, the private the IPO market was down, they didn't right. they didn't have an ability to 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 get uh, as much access to capital. So they were hit on both sides. Their their depositors were more uh, unreliable than they thought, uh, and then the value of the assets they held uh, were more uh, were riskier uh, than they thought. But and that to me is really the the second part is that the, I don't want to say it's inexcusable, but it's it's kind of inexcusable because of the Fed yeah, yeah. seems to me was very clear about what its intentions were, uh, and then buying long term long term treasuries yielding one percent or one fifty or something. And, you know, it's, it's clearly that that would create a problem. No, I mean, I I I, re- I realize they made terrible, terrible basic banking mistakes, but the problem is they're not going to pay for those mistakes, which will make other people think they can make the same mistakes and they're going to be bailed out, but they're not. They're not. I mean, the, so I think you're, I think you're warning about two hundred and fifty thousand. That's what you should count on. Don't expect that if you get hurt by a bank and you have five hundred thousand dollars in that bank, then the, the 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 second two hundred and fifty thousand is going to be covered. 
Uh, absolutely. And then the last thing you want to the last thing you want to do is have a situation where people are starting to wonder, gee, is my bank woke enough for the current administration? I mean, is it is it politically favored? Is it is it going to get a break? I mean, you know, that that is antithetical to what you're trying to do in terms of capital formation and having people build business. No doubt about all, it. All the rest of it. So, you know, and that's unfortunately it seems like the system that we're in now, since a lot of people in my business, believe it or not, that that uh, are uh, upset and feel that the system in some ways has been corrupted by by what's happened over the last. I mean, yeah, of it's days. been it, it, when you look at it, it's exactly what they did with the cr- criminal justice system. They've politicized it. Yeah, it it's become exactly. completely political. And one bank will get bailed out, but not another bank. Uh, you know, Donald Trump will be pursued, but not Hunter Biden. That that right, that. Right. That kind of thing, but I, I I actually think, but this is a, uh, for another time that this is just one big step toward communism. So uh, well, I think listen, that, it, I think they're following. There. I think yeah. they're following a Marxist playbook, and um, maybe they know it, maybe they don't know it. But Karl Marx is very happy today. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a shame. It yep. really is a shame. And the market may be up today, but I would, my own personal opinion, for whatever it's worth, is I would be very careful. You know, for people that are playing the stock market, that have investments in the stock market, I would really very much focus on very high quality companies that have a lot of cash. Um, the, the, the Silicon Valley Bank was a banker to a lot of companies that didn't have a lot of profits well, uh, and that benefited from from easy money. And um, those days are going away because inflation is still a problem. Well, thank you very, very much. That really helped very, very much. And we'll be back in touch very soon, please. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank, Thank you. you. So let's go to uh, let's go to Mike in Myrtle Beach. Hello, Rudy. Um, hey, Mike. It's beautiful. It's beautiful up here. I'm originally from Nassau County. Oh, it's raining I here feel- and snowing. <laughs> I know. I, I just texted friends and, and uh, ah, you're feeling um, happy, huh? <laughs> well, I'll be 69. Curtis is. Uh, I'm seven weeks in his rearview mirror, Curtis. Oh, and, uh, Curtis, I just saw Curtis. Son and daughter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Son yep. and daughter doing well. Good. And, Rudy, uh, years ago I mentioned I knew seven people <clears throat> from Rockville Center in Oceanside, 9-11. I volunteered three weeks later. Thank you. The day I'll never forget, and I shook your hand near uh, South Street Seaport. Oh, God bless um, you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, yeah. God bless you. Thank you. And I'll tell you what. I got so much to say. I'm retired <laughs> MTA. Well, give us give us and one good I'm one. a blue-collar guy. We don't have a lot of time, so give us one good one that'll shake the audience. Of course, Rudy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here we go. You know, this, this mayor of New York City, uh, Ray Kelly, uh, it's called Greg's show. Uh, Ray Kelly and his wife used to shop at my dad's supermarket in Garden City. And you know what Adam says? Enough is enough. Adam's referred to Ray Kelly the best, like you were the best mayor. Uh, he, he needs to get a shine box. He couldn't shine the shoes. And the same with uh, the Democratic donkeys, Biden, and what they're doing. Uh, and he couldn't shine your shoes either, this New York City mayor. And what's going on in our good country? 13 million immigrantes. Enough is enough, Rudy. Thanks for the time. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. And when we, when we say uh, immigrants, we should be clear. We're talking about illegal immigrants. We're talking uh, – they, 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 they keep saying migrants, migrants, migrants. This is a subtle, this is a subtle communist uh, 1984 trick. Uh, people who apply to come in and go through the process are immigrants. These people are illegals. 
I don't care how many times uh, the Democrats want to yell and scream and cry and have demonstrations. And uh, and they're not going to change language for me because I'm smarter than they are. These people are illegal. They came across the border illegally. They either weren't checked or they were only cursorily checked. We have no idea if they have a criminal record. We have no idea if they have illnesses. They could have COVID plus 10. They could be uh, guys who escape from an insane asylum. They could be perverts of the worst kind, or they could be wonderful people. But we have no idea. They are illegal against the law, against sensible laws to protect innocent people. And they are making our country chaotic. They are the main reason for our fentanyl crisis. Because the border being wide open for them means the border is wide open for the cartels. So stop it, Adams. Stop it. You invited them here. You gave them things no other city gave them. When the hell is this city going to wake up and realize what a damn disaster you are? You are... Now, presiding over a city that's in worse shape than de Blasio. De Blasio didn't have all these migrants who we don't know who the hell they are. You get rid of a McDonald's for a migrant center? What the hell are you, Mao? You have any idea how an economy works? What is wrong with you? I thought it was a question of just weakness. But that decision just blew my mind as a former mayor. I looked at this city and I saw places where I could get revenue to help poor people. When this city has no more taxpayers and just poor people, they're going to starve. Do you understand how you support people? Do you understand how you protect people? No, you don't. Wake up. And now you've got cops leaving in enormous numbers. Your police force is dangerously low. I know that. It is dangerously low. And you are imposing new restrictions on them? Not only are you terrible on everything else, you're terrible for the morale of the cops. And you're a former cop, I think. I'm still waiting for the arrest that you made, pal. Tell me, who did you arrest, ever? Would you wake up and become a mayor before this city dies? I'm giving up hope. We'll be right back with the mayor's final words. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with uh, the mayor's final thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that takes care of those who put their lives at risk to protect us, and in doing so, lose their lives or become catastrophically injured. Tunnel to Towers builds smart homes for those who need it, and the first one there, in case there's a loss of life, to make sure that the home is paid for and other necessities are, are, are taken care of, but mostly that people know that we have their backs, that we understand who the real heroes are and who really needs help 
in this in this world of ours. I'm going to I'm going to do my final thoughts based on a little uh, excerpt from none other than Nancy Pelosi, because I think it might tell you a lot about the significant problems with America right now, where we are and just how close to communism we are. I don't think she meant to give it away this way, but let's listen to cut 20. But here's the thing. You can't just go after China with a cudgel. You have to say we have to live on this planet together. How can we work together to save the planet from climate change? They're essential in that discussion. How can we try to work together with them on issues where we can find common ground? So our national security, the safety and security of the United States, our uh, uh, our um, all uh, encompassing efforts to prevent them from becoming the leading country in the world, which they vow to do, has to take second place to climate change. Now, we've let climate change go too far. We've let them go too far in convincing you that this is a scientific fact. Of course, climate change is a fact. We are now uh, toward the end of winter and soon it's going to be spring. And then if you like Vivaldi's uh, seasons, I can play them for you as we go into each one of the seasons. I am a believer in climate change. I am not a believer that anything we are doing on this earth is going to materially change the existence of the earth. Because I think we're too damn small and the universe is too damn big for that to happen. And you haven't proved it to me. All you've done is lie to me. First, you told me it was global warming. Now you won't say global warming. You call it climate change. Climate change is a non sequitur. Of course the climate changes. Of course it does. In a short while, it'll be spring. And then a few months from now, it'll be summer. Well, and we can't fight China because of that? Uh, Let's just give up. We're not giving up. You are because you're a bunch of communists. If you know it or you don't, you are. This is Rudy Giuliani. We'll be back tomorrow fighting the fight for America and free speech. God bless America!